0: A very special thanks to our $5 fans. James Newton, Brian Walsh, Amber Costley, Dan Harrison, Jared May, Dan Liu, Sean Bonner, MetaNear Labs, and David Bauer. that it? That's it.
1: You're done? Yeah. We gotta get more of those. Yeah. Because that's like what? When do we get there?
0: I don't know. I wasn't counting. I was reading. I mean, somebody was reading.
1: Yeah. Hello, Jesse. Hey, Mike. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. How are you?
1: Good. Let's get right to it. Okay. How's your conference coming along?
0: Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah, Yeah, having a wonderful time still. Oh my God, it's so much work though.
1: Are there any tickets left?
0: There are tickets left. Um, we've got some tickets left. Some, uh, not
1: a lot, right?
0: Yeah, we were thinking about extending it, but I'm just not sure. Anything. So
1: like if you need, if you're thinking about going,
0: you should sign up. You should up, get your ticket now. Like this week. Yeah, Okay. at the rate that things what, are going.
1: And what's the date of your conference?
0: It's going to be June 8th, 9th, and 10th, which is a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And where is it at? Uh, it is in downtown San Francisco, um, the bespoke at the Westfield Center.
1: And who should come to this?
0: Everybody, but people that love design. You don't have to be a designer.
1: And what will you learn by going to this conference?
0: There are a variety of speakers who are going to be talking, um, mostly people who kind of work with the Mac and iOS platform, but we've got de- uh, designers, UI designers, developers, um, people that kind of work with... Kind of in the tech industry slash Indie Mac industry. They're going to be super interesting. We're going to talk a lot about um, accessibility and design, language and design, classic design layout, but also have kind of more inspirational topics uh, for people that may not be a part of the trade yet. Um, I think people are going to learn a lot. You know who else we have speaking there? Who? You. Oh, right. We unbanned you from the conference. Thank you. What are you going to teach people <laughs> about? Unbanned
1: from some, banned from others.
0: Yeah. What are you going to teach people? I'm
1: going to talk with, I'm I'm uh, doing a thing with Gabe Levine.
0: Ah, uh, Gabe. He's the conference lawyer, you know? He is
1: the conference. He's the internet's lawyer.
0: He is. He's the world's lawyer.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think Gabe and I are going to be taking questions from the crowd.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: And I think the way we should do this is we should get people to tweet questions with a hashtag. Mm-hmm. So that way we can pick the good ones?
0: Yeah. Are you thinking the conference hashtag or your own special hashtag? Uh,
1: The conference hashtag is probably fine.
0: All right. That's hashtag Layers Club.
1: Layers Club. Yeah. Glad you got a hashtag already. Yeah. Um, How do I sign up for this?
0: Uh, You can sign up at bringyourlayers.com. That's where all...
1: Bringyourlayers.com.
0: Yes. That's where all the speaker information, conference information, and registration is.
1: And... For this, for the listeners here, at let's make mistakes. I believe we have a special code that they can use.
0: We do, we do.
1: And that code is
0: that code is mistakes.
1: Mistakes. What does that code get you?
0: That gets you fifty dollars off, off the conference pass.
1: Fifty dollars off the conference pass if you use the code mistakes.
0: Yep, that'll buy you like a nice hoodie at American Apparel. That fifty dollars. I don't know. I don't know what my demographic does with fifty dollars, Mike.
1: I think they probably buy toast.
0: <laughs> How many slices of toast does that buy you? I like? think it
1: buys you one <laughs> okay. at this point.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: So because I am speaking, mm-hmm. I was also, like, one of the conditions for speaking was that I got to give you a list of people who were banned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know that that was in the contract. I yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah, it's in the Interesting. contract. Okay. You should read those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll yell at Gabe after this. Gabe's the
1: one who told me to put it in.
0: (laughs) Gabe's the one that said it was fine.
1: Gabe was like, here's a list of people that I know you can't be in the same room with. So I'm going to get them added to the contract.
0: I am terrified to hear what this list is. It's short. Yeah, that's why it's scary.
1: (laughs) So it's, it's scarier because it's short?
0: Yeah, because I know how many people you hate.
1: I don't hate anybody. Oh, okay. I don't. I do not hate anyone. I get along with more people than anybody else I know.
0: I just, I guess, it's just that like I feel like everybody's on Mike's long list, but
1: I'm a people person. <laughs> I am.
0: The funny thing is that you aren't wrong. Like you are. I've seen you work with clients, and you're just you, like everybody like loves you. <laughs> but given your um your internet persona, you could maybe understand why people wouldn't jump to that conclusion. I don't
1: get paid to be on the internet.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I bet you've I I bet you've made money on the internet, Mike. I've made
1: a ton of money on the internet. <laughs>
0: yeah. Isn't that what you do?
1: I'm swimming in internet You run money. an internet
0: company? I do. do you, I don't know if you um it, maybe you're too fancy to do this lily paperwork, but I remember at Pacific Helm um one of maybe like when we were, I don't know, there's so much government paperwork that you have to fill out every year to update your address and everything like that. But there was one, um, I think maybe the census asked if we were um, an e-commerce business.
1: E-commerce. 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 And I was like, we're not
0: e-commerce. But of course, since it was just like-
1: we cyber.
0: The government, I looked it up and apparently e-commerce- just means you don't have to exchange your money online it's that your services are offered through an internet website or something like that <laughs> and and that or tel- business and or that,
1: telegraph
0: and that business is handled like over email or electronically Ooh. or something crazy like that like I think by that definition every business is e-commerce anyway it was hilarious I just thought of that that's all <laughs> So the conference.
1: (laughs) So yeah, this conference should be fun. Who else is speaking, by the way?
0: So many people by the way, you should
1: all be at bringyourlayers.com right now. You
0: should all be looking at it right now, reading along. Um, I know that the first two we've got Susan Kerr It's a really bright
1: site, by the way. It's very yellow. Really bright. It's
0: very yellow. We have Susan Kerr. Um, do you know who Susan Kerr is? Of course I do. Legend the legendary Susan Kerr. She was the first Apple designer and I think maybe the first graphical user interface designer for I computers. don't know if that's true. It may not be true, but she was like the first big one. That's true, right? For GUIs.
1: She was certainly um the most influential one and and a yeah. pioneer. Yeah. And probably has had her work seen by by more people than any other designer in the world. Yeah. Except for whoever designed the Mickey Mouse head.
0: (laughs) Some genius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Susan is amazing. I spoke with her recently about her talk. She's super nice. Uh, She lives in San Francisco. What's she going to talk about? She's going to talk about, well, I think that that's going to be a fun surprise to see what Susan talks about. Okay, good. Um,
1: That's another reason to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but she's wonderful and, and cool and she has obviously really awesome stories about all of the awesome people that she worked with and her days at Apple and next you can maybe guess So the fun- yeah. I
1: mean, what I find exciting about Susan Kerr mm-hmm. is I mean, you know how when you're designing like iOS stuff and mm-hmm. you're all like, Oh, let's look at the Apple guidelines on how to do this. hmm She didn't have any of that.
0: No. Yeah,
1: she was out there without a ty- with without a, a net.
0: Yeah, and I really she invented think, it, a lot of and this shit. so much of the stuff that she designed was so like I don't know she had a lot of like whimsical things in the operating system back in the days when computers were not whimsical at all aside from the fact that they were a little sci fi. Um, but I really think that she kind of set that precedent for Apple like in general moving forward because they still continue to have. I mean, it's. Cleaned itself up a bit, but
1: she uh, gave it a personality. Yeah, personality,
0: she, friendliness. And, yeah, I
1: mean, if you're looking to like at one person who gave the Mac its original personality mm-hmm. as a, a friendly, approachable device, it would be her.
0: Yeah. So that's that's a lady I want to listen to talk, right?
1: I'm excited <laughs> to hear her talk. Yeah.
0: Um, but some other people, we have Serenity Caldwell, um, who writes at iMore, um, but also plays roller derby. <laughs> She's amazing. She's
1: very smart. I've I've read a lot of her stuff She's online. She's
0: so smart and just one of the coolest people. I saw her um give a presentation at Ool where she was playing ukulele and roller skating at the same time.
1: Wow, I can I can't do either of those things <laughs> yeah. by themselves.
0: And she was doing it like in a dress. Like a, like a lady. It was wonderful. Um have got my friend Clarko. He's been on this podcast as a uh-huh. part of Lady Vember. Um He's a really an amazing um, interaction designer. Uh, so it'll be really fun to hear him speak. Um, we've also we've got Arik Devins, who is an iOS developer at Fitbit. Great guy. Todd Deemer, researcher at Fitbit, two Fitbitters. Nice for fun. Um, Maybe
1: they can tell me why that little that little thing at the end of the clip uh-huh. keeps popping off.
0: Yeah, oh, I bet they would love to tell you why and all of our listeners. <laughs>
1: So, so you, if you, you know see the, them, the little clip that goes in like your on your belt or your I pocket. don't exercise,
0: Mike. <sighs> I had a Fitbit for like a day and then it ran out of battery and I didn't know what to do. I stopped walking.
1: Well, you, you throw it out you your bike. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> I'm not walking. It doesn't yeah. count. You see this? That little clip there? Yeah. At yeah. the end, mm-hmm. it's supposed to have a little plastic um, nub. Pops off. Yeah, and Nevin it just... pops off? Yeah, and now it looks like I've got like an exposed crown on here or something.
0: Yeah. Well, you should definitely go up to Arik and Todd and ask them about that. I'm sure they would love to field that question. Well,
1: you know, if they want to just head me off at the pass, they can show up with a replacement cover. <laughs> okay. Because they're like 30 bucks or something. Oh, I don't... Just the covers.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I know you can't afford that. I can't. <laughs> um Come on.
1: I'll ask you after the podcast, because now I'm interested.
0: All right, business owner. Um, We've got Maya Henderson, my BFF. Um, She is the global facilities manager at Square. So she does the office build-out and design, which is crazy that's one of the larger startups in San Francisco, and their space a is huge. Not anymore. I mean, when they do... were when she started. She was like the 14th employee there. No, no, but yeah, that's
1: true. But yeah, at what point do you stop saying that somebody's a startup?
0: Probably a couple of years ago for them. Okay. <laughs> um, there's like there's startup the actual thing, and then there's startup like the cultural term for. I think the
1: minute you start running it rather than building it. <laughs>
0: It's a startup, or it's a company. It's a
1: company, or the
0: maybe when you start making money, maybe not even being profitable yet. But
1: well, what you about know, by that? those rules, Amazon's a startup.
0: No, no, I mean, but Amazon takes money from customers. They're not profitable yet, and a lot of it, but they do take a lot of money. <laughs> um, we have uh, Saroosh Khanloo, who used to uh, be a developer at Genius. Um, he. I'm really excited about him. I saw him speak at UL. He gave a talk about Kanye West. Sure. And he's going to give a talk about Kanye West in my conference because that's all I want in life. Good. Um, we just added a new one today, May Lee Ko. Who? Uh, her name is May Lee. She is um, a designer at Khan Academy. Uh, they're amazing. It's an education platform. I've heard of them. Yeah. And she, um, for a really long time, worked at Apple as a future products designer. So
1: God damn it, I totally broke this what thing. What are you doing?
0: Now. Stop fidgeting. No, I like Put it down. Stop picking it. at it. Well, now Stop picking right. at it.
1: <laughs> What's her name again?
0: <laughs> her name is Maylee. 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 Um But she worked on a lot of the stuff that was for the watch, like the Taptic engine and stuff like that. She's worked on like a lot of really amazing things at Apple. I mean, like let me redo this. Previously at Apple, she designed and prototyped UI concepts that pushed hardware innovations such as force touch, the Taptic engine, face tracking, multi-touch, location tracking, and more. You're just
1: you're just reading.
0: I'm just reading. But that's amazing. That's amazing. I was I read her bio like five times because I've known her for a long time, and I've always thought like that she's the coolest person in the world, and I didn't even know the extent to how, of how cool she was. You didn't
1: know she did any of this stuff?
0: Well, I knew that she did that, but not the specific pieces of it that she worked on because it was not as public since there were things that were not out yet. Anyway, she's amazing. I've got Gabe. We talked about that. I've got Adam Lizagor from Sandwich Video. I
1: saw that guy on TV.
0: Mm-hmm. I got Merlin Mann from the internet.
1: I've seen him on the internet.
0: Yeah. Krista Mergen from Rogue Amoeba. Um, she works with Rogue Amoeba and App Camp for Girls, which is an amazing group of people that help teach girls how to program. I like
1: App Camp for Girls. Let's talk about App Camp for Girls.
0: Yeah. I love App Camp. It's run by a friend of mine, Jean McDonald, who's amazing. She also works or Works at Smile Software, a Mac
1: Jean came company. by here once to visit us.
0: Really? Yes. She's wonderful. She
1: really is. She's incredibly nice.
0: She's incredibly nice, and she's doing the Lord's work right now. She really is. Um, I like her a lot. Yeah, I, I've played with some of the apps that the girls have made, which was amazing.
1: I didn't know that Krista worked there.
0: Yeah, well, Krista's a volunteer there. Um, she teaches a design class cool. at the camp. Very, very cool. Um, in addition to Krista, I've got... Uh, uh, Nevin Mergen, Christa, more commonly known as Krista's husband. Mrs. Krista. Mrs. Krista. <laughs> Got Mrs. Krista. <laughs> that sounds like a sandwich.
1: <laughs> the Mrs. Krista? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: There's
1: a lot of horseradish in that sandwich.
0: Yeah, sardines. Um, <laughs> um Jamie Newberry?
1: What do you get on the side of a Mrs. Krista? Pickles. Well, obviously pickles. Oh, pickled,
0: but pickled, like... Something crazy pickled. I don't know pickled beets, beets and quail eggs and stuff like that. No, the quail
1: eggs are in the Mrs. Unconventional
0: Christa. pickles is what comes on the side. Seasonal unconventional. I have pickles. a
1: feeling that we're probably being really offensive to who? Anyone
0: <laughs> with a sandwich, probably. Nevin loves sandwiches. I assume.
1: I just I just ordered a Fitbit clip while we were talking.
0: <laughs> you're you're shopping right now, yeah. Mike? Yeah so jamie newberry do you know her it's gonna be here in five
1: minutes by the way
0: oh my god is it it getting here via drone
1: yeah yeah i know jamie newberry she's great she is she's awesome
0: yeah she's wonderful she's wild she's fun
1: yeah we hung out with jamie at disneyland i'm sorry disney world what yeah when we were in florida
0: oh what a delightful place yep jamie's wonderful
1: she knows she knows her disney too
0: she knows her Disney, um, and she also knows her design. She's, like, been a design manager for forever, and she's, like, I don't know. She speaks at so many conferences now. It looks like I was looking at, like, her calendar. It's, like, every week, and I saw her recently at NS Conference in Leicester, England, and she is amazing. She's
1: making her move.
0: She's making her move. She's such an energetic and supportive and wonderful person, and just, like, being around her makes me feel like doing doing more with my life. I really like her. Um, Ashley Nelson Hornstein, developer at Dropbox.
1: Are we going over the whole list now? Yeah. Right, there's nice. only a couple right, left. Fine. It's fun. This uh, this episode of Let's Make Mistakes is being sponsored, sponsored by, by the Layers, the Layers Conference. Layers
0: Conference. We'll talk about design. Yeah. Um, Ashley, iOS developer at Dropbox. Super cool. Super good writer also. I
1: didn't know that women could work at Dropbox. (laughs) Oh, slam!
0: Or that women could be developers.
1: That I knew. We have an awesome one here.
0: Oh, that's true. You got the cute lady. Didn't Dropbox all the crazy gnomes on her desk? Yep.
1: Didn't Dropbox get in trouble for some mural that they had in their office? Oh, I don't know. Everybody gets gets in trouble for everything.
0: Was it bro bro It's grotesque.
1: Grotesque. That's a good word.
0: That is a good word. It sounds like a font.
1: Did you just come up with it? Yeah. Yeah, grotesque. Yeah. Let's try a little grotesque italic there.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Accidents, grotesque.
0: Accidents, grotesque. It comes with like tons of beer glyphs in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Laura Savino, uh, the opposite of Brotesque, another wonderful lady developer who works at Khan Academy. You
1: got a lot of ladies.
0: I do have a lot of ladies. I am glad you noticed that. It's not even, well, it's on purpose, but I didn't have to try that hard to
1: get that to happen. So I've been told Mm -hmm. that you can't get ladies for conferences because you can't find them. You don't know where, nobody knows where they are. So what secret rock did you? pull these ladies out from under
0: uh the lady rock uh i don't want to i uh i mean here's the thing uh when i was up to i mean we have about 25 speakers when i was up to like 12 it was more ladies than it was men they were the first people that i was asking um and they're not hard to find they're everywhere they're all around us they're probably working uh with you right now.
1: There's probably one in your home. There's probably
0: one in your home. There's probably at least two in your office. I would hope. Um, they're everywhere. You just uh, let them talk.
1: And they actually speak.
0: Yes, they speak.
1: You can talk to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's not just that's like the basic model. That's not even like the deluxe one or anything. What
1: What do you get with the lady deluxe model?
0: <laughs> I don't want to say. Okay.
1: Okay. Who else you got?
0: Um. <laughs> Will Shipley. Lady. Lady. Scott Simpson.
1: Oh, God. Double lady. <laughs> <Epa> lady,
0: <laughs> And... um. No, Scott's funny. Scott's very funny. He's very funny. He's going to do something funny at this conference. Like... Just be himself. Okay. He's going to do a breakdancing routine. Nice. Um, I've
1: seen him do that before.
0: Oh, yeah. It's really good, right? With his troupe. Yep. Yeah. Um... And then Shiruz uh, Tavacoli, who was um, our first employee at Pacific Helm, production designer at Pinterest, super awesome guy, such a good designer. This is
1: this is like the same list that you've said to that you've told me. Like if I were if you invited me to a party at your house, mm-hmm. and I would say Jesse, who's coming?
0: Yeah, it's going to be like a party. Also, I have really good parties.
1: You do, but <laughs> I can't. I can't go to too many.
0: I know, it's because you're old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel old.
0: Yeah. You hang out outside with the smokers. Yes. You're always there. with CJ, Stephanie, who Ed? had. Not, <laughs> it's,
1: it's less crowded out there because mm-hmm. there's only like two smokers left in San Francisco.
0: Yeah, and they're at my party. They're at your
1: party. <laughs> um, anyway. I myself am not smoking. Oh, no, no. Never. Okay, let's just make that clear. Never. Right. I'm just hanging out with the, you know, because it smells so nice out there. Yeah.
0: No, I mean you're totally, you're totally, you're totally clean, right, Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sober. Just all of it. Don't drink. Vegetarian.
1: Do a little heroin now and then.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, ha- you gotta get your kick somewhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: um. Anyway, shaping up to be wonderful event. Diverse. Etc. I can't
1: wait. I am. This sounds exciting. I'm
0: glad that you're going to be there. Finally, I'm glad that you finally agreed to um, unban us from your list of conferences you're willing to speak at.
1: No, you were the one who banned me,
0: Mike. Who do you think the people are going to believe?
1: You know what? Let's just roll with it.
0: Anyway, if you want to come to the conference, coupon code. Mistakes. I'm,
1: you know, the only conference I'm actually banned from is XOXO.
0: Are you actually banned Yeah, from pretty it? sure. <laughs> okay. Just apply this year.
1: I'm not going to apply.
0: I love XOXO.
1: You know, this I've heard. I've, I've heard from people that they love it, mm-hmm. but you know what? One door closes, another door opens. It's
0: the layers door. There you go. There you go. Mike, do we have any emails this week?
1: I think we do. I think we have one. It's mailbag question.
0: Mailbag. We need like a jingle for, for the mail time.
1: Seven, throw in a jingle <laughs> for the mailbag. A jingle for the mailbag.
0: I, I, just, I want Seven to just auto-tune what you just said and have that be the jingle.
1: It's our mailbag. Right, mailbag. Reader mailbag. There you go. All right. Jesse. Mike. <laughs> Jesse, how do you deal with clients who have low budget expectations due to the commoditization of websites, i.e. Squarespace and WordPress template sites are cheap? Is it better to adjust your business to accommodate them so you can build a longer term relationship with them? Oh, let's just stop. Um, yeah. How do you deal with clients who have low budget expectations and can go to places like Squarespace and get WordPress templates? Yeah. Go. You have 30 seconds.
0: Okay. Well, I think that this answer probably depends or differs on the size of your agency or the work that you usually do. Um, for instance, I mean, so like Mike, you guys deal with, with slightly larger clients than I did at Pacific Helm. So our answers may differ a little bit. A lot bit for larger. This. A lot larger. Well, yeah, a lot larger.
1: <laughs> well no, wait, no, wait. You worked with Justin Bieber.
0: We worked with Justin Bieber. Which I don't we like worked you Target. to Target. We designed Target Yeah. So yeah, we did some big projects, but you did some, some small big stuff. ones. Yeah. For us and for me personally, um every client is different. And there are some clients where you can look at what They are at the, you know, like right now, what services they offer or what they're trying to sell or who they are. And sometimes Squarespace is what is right for them or something that is close to that level of website customization. There are definitely companies where that is not right for them at all. And so I don't know. I guess like the way that I bring up that subject with people is really based on like how far from Squarespace they need to be. Because there's always there's always help that you can uh provide to people who maybe just need Squarespace plus a little bit or a WordPress template plus a little bit.
1: Everyone deserves to have a nice website.
0: Everyone deserves to have a nice
1: website. And I don't think you should have you should need to have a lot of money to have a nice website. Mm-hmm. I love that there are places out there where people who don't have a lot of money or even any money mm-hmm. can get a nice website. Yep. I mean, I love that you can get a nice word, you know, you can get a decent WordPress template. I mean, the whole idea of the web Mm -hmm. is that you can get your voice heard. Yeah. So I'm happy that people have a place like that, like anywhere from like free to, I don't know, what is Squarespace? They have all sorts of deals to where I think I they actually
0: say it's a monthly fee. Right. I don't, I mean, I feel bad because they are like the biggest podcast ever. This is the only <laughs> podcast
1: not sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> I know.
0: It's somewhere in the in the ballpark of like 10 bucks a month or something. It's yeah, like on it's something par with like, like simple web hosting. Yeah.
1: And, you know, you, you get a pretty great looking website there.
0: You do. Absolutely. And,
1: you know, the kind of people who come to us for work. Are people that have pretty complex problems. Yeah. And they have pretty complex organizations Mm -hmm. and they have like all sorts of stuff that, you know, they need done and need understood and need researched and need strategized. They don't, they're not just people who need a website. Like the website is the easiest thing that Mm -hmm. we do.
0: A website is like the, I mean, it's not physical, but it's like, it's the, what what is the word that I'm looking for? Um, it's like the tangible, like end product of the strategy and everything else that you guys do, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of intangibles.
1: Yeah, and I mean, what do you say here? So, um, clients with low budget expectations due to the commoditization of websites.
0: I mean, I guess part of it, like, I guess there's there's that, like, oh, do large companies now think that websites should cost closer to $10 a month than to $400,000? And, I mean, so I think what it is is, like, using, like, physical space as an analogy. Uh, Squarespace gets you, like... You can rent a condo on Squarespace, but there are some companies that need to have, like, a castle built for them.
1: But, yeah, condo might be all you need.
0: Condo might be all you need. And if, if they need a castle and they're trying to do it on a condo budget, I think it's pretty easy to explain the differences between a castle and a condo. Right. And all of the inner workings, all of the custom work that goes into it. There's so much stuff. And so... I think that it helps to understand the work that you do and understand the value that you bring. Yeah, I can tell you, Squarespace. like
1: as a designer, that's not a business that you want to be in. Yeah, you don't want to be in the business where you're competing with Squarespace. Yeah, and or word or a WordPress theme,
0: because then what is the value that you're providing over a ten dollar a month service?
1: Right. So you need to you your value. You need to change your value structure. Yep. Does that even make sense? Eh, I get it. You need you need to change what you do for people. You need to change what the benefit of working with you is. You yeah, can't or how just to
0: explain be... the benefit of working with you.
1: Right. And you also need to to realize that there are people for whom this is the right solution and it has nothing to do with them being cheap. It just it has to do with their needs being simple yeah. enough that this is the right thing. I sent I I just sent somebody to Squarespace yesterday, by the way. Yeah. They were looking for it was it was a photographer mm-hmm. they were looking for a portfolio and I said oh, shit Squarespace nailed this years ago
0: yeah yeah they make good I mean honestly like I see a lot of companies that like make their own fancy like marketing websites and it's just like at best it looks like a squarespace website sometimes <laughs> so I don't know it just you know like it just it just depends
1: do we have any more questions?
0: I mean, I know that we do, but I can't find them in this gosh-darned inbox. Do you just delete your emails? You don't archive them? I, ar-
1: I don't delete anything. I archive everything.
0: Oh, well, then do a search for mistakes at muleradio.net for emails that were sent there.
1: Do, 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 do. We've gone half an hour.
0: We can do one more quick, quick question.
1: Well, so here's all right. here's, th- here's one that came in okay and also i can tie this into some marketing stuff excellent um so hi jesse
0: oh this is how the email starts hi jesse hi email
1: uh you and mike often talk about the importance of designers being able to sell their work how do you learn to sell your work are there particular ways that you do this
0: my goodness. How do you learn to, Well, we what, talked about that a little bit.
1: What a, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. What a
0: coincidence.
1: Uh so this is the talk that I've been doing mm-hmm. all year is uh how to sell your work. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a it's a very it's a very Mike Montero message, I think.
1: Uh you don't you don't learn how to do it in school. Tell you that much.
0: God, no. I don't under uh, <sighs> crazy that you it's crazy that you don't
1: that's insane. Yeah. Uh they te- they teach you how to critique your work. Yeah, so, which is
0: not what you ever have which is to do. Just <laughs> bullshit because I
1: mean it's it's you know designers talking to designers about design.
0: I know, I know.
1: Which is like, you know, jerking off in a room full of mirrors.
0: jerking off in a room full of mirrors the episode of this or the the title of this episode. Yes. Oh my goodness. There we go. Okay. I think there is a Justin Timberlake song about that.
1: I'm sure there is.
0: Anyway, um yeah, yeah. Gosh, that just this sh- this just makes me think of like we should we should be coming up with the curriculum for design school. I like have what classes it. people have so, to go through.
1: So I've been giving this talk all year. Mhm. About how how to sell design. Mm-hmm. How to sell design successfully. And when we were in Sweden, we actually did a couple of workshops mm-hmm. on how to sell design. And they went great. So we did, you know, we did a little, we did our thing about, you know, the do's and don'ts of yep. selling design. Uh, we figured everybody who signed up for the workshop already understood the importance of selling design. Mm-hmm. So, And then... Um, Everybody was told that they needed to bring something to present.
0: Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Um, when when you're talking about selling design, are you talking about selling uh, your work to acquire clients or, or selling clients on the work that you're doing for them?
1: That's a great question, Jesse. And I'm talking about... I'm talking about the the work that you're currently doing, like how to convince somebody okay. that hey, this thing I did, it's 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. This is what we should build. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, you're always selling your work, no matter you know whether you you know work at a studio and and you're dealing with clients or whether you work in an office and you're dealing with your boss or something, you always have to convince your boss or you have to convince the engineering team or you have to convince the marketing team. Mm-hmm. You have to convince somebody that this work is right. And you also have to, you know, be open-minded enough to realize when it's not. Yeah. So it's not just a, it's not just a matter of bowling people over, mm-hmm. but it's a, <clears throat> it's a way to confidently present what you did. Yeah. And then how to elicit the right kind of feedback and how to make sure that you're not asking for, the, for feedback that you're going to get irritated about later. Mm-hmm. I'll give you one example. When designers are showing work to people and they will not shut up about the typefaces they used. Mm-hmm. They love talking <laughs> about their typefaces. Uh-huh. And then the clients start talking about the typeface. Ugh. And then the clients start talking about what they don't like about the typeface. And, hey, can we try something like this or something like that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the designer comes back and they're like, I got to try six different my typefaces.
0: Yeah, uh, the typefaces.
1: And I'm like, why the fuck were you talking to them about typefaces anyway? Who you, You're the idiot who put typefaces on the table.
0: It feels like a junior move to me to like talk about the typefaces it's like it's a is totally that, is it junior because move. that's the only thing you understand well no
1: that's beca- one because that's that's something that you're very comfortable talking about yeah and it's also the thing that you talked about in school when you were surrounded by other designers in the circle jerk room
0: yeah and also it's just like well, there are there are your Jessica Hiteses in the world, but like if you're if you're a designer and you're talking about the typeface you've used, it's probably not because you designed it. It's probably because somebody like you're just talking about other people's design work at that point and picking picking things. But it from has my nothing. Fonts.com. It has
1: nothing to do with their with their business. Yeah. I no, mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm painting with a very very wide brush here. Yeah. That's some idiot out there starting an email right now. Well, you know, the brand of the organization. Well, actually, actually. the organization's brand, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. (laughs) So you should be talking about what you're showing them in terms of how it relates to their business goals, because those are things that they're very comfortable talking about. And the minute that you start talking about design stuff, then they start answering about design stuff and all of, like, you're, you're asking for permission to do your own job, which yeah. is a stupid thing to do. Anyway, so we've, we came back from Sweden and, you know, we had a really good time doing those and we just added workshops as a service that we do here. If you go to muledesign.com slash workshops, uh, one of them is presenting design.
0: So smart. So So smart. Go to one of those workshops. When... So we
1: are, we will do those work. So we've got one on presenting design, mm-hmm. uh, one on content strategy, mm-hmm. one on research. Mm-hmm. And we are about to add another one on brand strategy. Yeah. Cause nobody understands that. Yeah. And we can give those, I mean, we can do these as part of a, a conference. We can, um, Go to your place of, you can hire us to come to your place in, of business and do these, like for a full day. That's great. Uh, and we're also looking for, um, we're looking for you know, a space that we can use to just throw it ourselves and you can sign up for it through like Eventbrite or something.
0: That sounds wonderful. So it's
1: a new thing that we're doing.
0: It's going to be very popular. Right I then. hope so. It has to be. People, people need you guys. I talked about you guys in my most recent talk.
1: You did? I did. It's, what did you it's say?
0: Online. Terrible things. Awesome. Only terrible things. So you're awesome. going to need the workshops to build yourselves back up again. Good. Yeah.
1: What terrible things did you say?
0: I didn't say anything terrible. Probably did. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you should watch my talk. I don't know what the is URL it is. It's online. It's it just, it, yeah, it's online. If you look up NS Conference Vimeo. Then I'm on there. Um, the first half of the talk, I talked a little bit about communicating with other people, like clients, and how you need to share a, a develop a shared vocabulary. And I said that I stole that from a line item on Mule's Proposals. Excellent. Yeah, It talked about it a little bit.
1: Good, I'm glad you stole it. Yeah. I mean, it was good.
0: Yeah, but I gave you guys credit for it on stage. so yeah,
1: That was super nice of you.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just super nice. You are super nice. That's super nice.
1: Yeah, I'm the mean one. I'm like
0: so nice. Who's
1: gonna believe that?
0: <laughs> Hopefully, nobody. I get along with everybody, man. I know, I know. You you go walking through the streets of San Francisco, and Mike is just like high fiving everybody on the sidewalks. Yep. Just everybody knows you.
1: Helping people cross the street. Yeah. Hey, the other day on Twitter, let's close, let's close with this. Okay. The other day on Twitter, I mentioned that I was um, trying really hard to stop using the phrase guys.
0: Oh, I feel like I could go on for way too long about this.
1: Like, hey, guys, what's up? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think, you know, you convince yourself that it's a gender neutral term. Mm -hmm. But it's really not.
0: Well, it's, it's not in that the meaning of the word is not gender neutral, right? Right.
1: So, I was gonna. I was gonna try not to use it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna try to replace it with something else. Like, uh, hey everybody, mm-hmm. or hey people,
0: hey everybody,
1: or hey, hey people, hey y'all,
0: hey hey y'all. I can't say I cannot convincingly pull off y'all.
1: No, you can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I just stated this like as a goal for myself. Yep. And then people started arguing about whether this was, like, valid or not.
0: I think, I mean, I I tweeted at you or Erica or something, but I don't challenge it (laughs) at all. Like, that's, you know what makes me mad about replies like that is that even if they don't have the word in it, it's the actually mindset. It's people saying actually in in their own words. Actually. Actually, I don't mind it. Like, um, um, um I've o I've always been okay with it. I've always been okay with it. I don't know why you you aren't. You're insulting my personal beliefs, Mike. Sorry. I'm not saying that for real. I'm someone, just being the um,
1: internet. Someone suggested that I could replace it with dudes. <laughs> not sure whether they were serious or joking.
0: You did you respond like K bro?
1: I don't respond to things. Yeah. I don't respond to I people.
0: said, I suggested to replace it with dummies, which is what I use.
1: Dummies is good. To address
0: a group of people. Dummies is
1: very inclusive. Dummies pretty much includes everyone I know.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't know anybody who wouldn't fall into that category.
1: Exactly. Hey, dummies, what's up?
0: Yeah. It's fun. It's playful.
1: I like it. Yeah. So I think the title of this show is a bunch of dummies sitting in a mirrored room jerking off.
0: <laughs> but dummies in a good way. It's endearing, right? Yeah,
1: endearing dummies.
0: Yeah. Hey,
1: dumb dum What's up?
0: <laughs> hey, idiot. Hey, <laughs> hey assholes. assholes. <laughs> Jinx.
1: <laughs> All right. We done here? I think so. All right. I want more $5 fans.
0: I want more $5 fans. You can do that at tugboatyards.com slash mistakes. I want people who listen to this podcast to come to the conference. You can go to bringyourlayers.com and type in the coupon code mistakes. Mistakes. So many mistakes. And then Mike, how do we find the Mule Workshops?
1: You go to muledesign.com slash workshops.
0: Excellent. Mistakes, mistakes, workshops. Remember it.
1: Yep. And we will see you back here next week. Are we doing this next week? Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going we're gonna to try to put on a little stability here? Yeah. All right. Cool. Maybe we'll even have a guest. All right. Have a great week, everybody, and a fabulous weekend.
0: Jerk, jerk, jerk,
1: jerking off in a room full of mirrors.